Hello, and welcome to Embrace the Madness, where we take the madness of life and figure out how to move forward and make it the coolest thing we've ever known. So here we are again with another episode. I was almost about to not freak out, but freak out because they are doing like tree work around the complex and... It literally sounded like we were at a lumber mill and I was like, oh my God, I have to record this podcast. And I was like, oh, maybe the universe is punishing me because I didn't record it yesterday, but it's okay. It's over and I'm happy. And now you can't hear the the thing that eats the trees and it's quiet and everything's okay. So yeah, <laughs> um, my mind's been like all over the place and I feel like that's kind of just like the big mood right now. Uh, the elections in a couple weeks. I try not to like pay attention because it just I get sucked in and then I start scrolling and I can't stop. Um, and nothing's changed. Like everything still is the same. So I've been in a weird funk. I've been like feeling really like scared and sad and all literally all over the place and it's like some days are really good and then some days are like really really bad and that's why I wanted to talk about anxiety today just because it's literally like getting in the way of my daily functioning and I don't think I'm alone fortunately and I can only imagine like what everybody else is experiencing just this year has been like a complete insert word here like everybody we're all over it I think yeah we can all feel it it's just like a lot of good has come out of it but also like it's like why would I choose to be in the middle of a tornado kind of situation so I mean I'm learning a lot about myself and about the world and I'm sure you are too and (laughs) finding strength where we didn't know we had it but it's just like, I thought I had my seatbelt buckled. I thought I thought I was good. I thought thought I was going to make it. But alas, my seatbelt was unbuckled. Um, So I just wanted to talk about it. And if you're experiencing it, I just want you to know that you're not alone. I think it's something that our bodies do as a means to protect us. And we kind of talked about this at the very, very, very beginning of the podcast, but just looking at all the biological reasons for anxiety and fear and stuff like that. And it really, really does help to know that you're not alone because the thing about anxiety is like, you feel like you're going crazy. Well, at least like, I feel like there's a spectrum of anxiety and I feel like we all like it's normal to have anxiety and anxious thoughts, but when it, when it gets to interfere with daily life, that's a little, it's a little yucky, but yeah, you feel like nobody understands. You feel like you're going crazy in your head. You feel like your body is like freaking out about nothing or it's like some days you don't even know why you're freaking out and that's how I've been and it's really scary to feel like you're out of control and like you don't know what's going to happen and it feels weird that you don't know what's going on in your body and there's just so much weirdness and it's like we'll talk about it but it's like a vicious cycle that 
you can get stuck in like a loop and it's important that we don't get stuck in the loop because it's really hard to get out of the loop. Well, it's not hard, but you feel like you can't get out of the loop. So yeah, I just, I thought that I had good coping skills and then like I do, but then like you go through, like you go through life, like shit happens. You witness trauma, you witness traumatic things, you experience traumatic things, you lose your loved ones, you lose your job, you lose any sort of security that you have. And then you're living your life like, oh my God, I once felt safe and secure, but now I don't. And I don't know how to get that back. And that's really where I've been. Just like, how do I find safety and security amidst all this uncertainty? And I think we'll forever be asking that question in life because as we can see, uncertainty is all around us and nothing is certain and nothing is secure and we're all going to die one day. And yeah, it's just about how we figure out how to manage that. And I don't mean to say that to be like intense. Oh, here comes a train. I just say it because I mean, it's true. And yeah, so regardless of that, um, yeah, just dealing with this funk and dealing with uncertainty is just like, that's a whole lot of acceptance. It's a big pill that you have to swallow. And I just don't want to, but I have been, I guess I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, dude, I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of beating myself up. I'm tired of living every day in fear. I'm tired of hating myself. I'm tired of thinking everything I do is stupid. I'm tired of thinking that people don't support. It's just like, if you know, you know, it just like the list goes on and 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 on. But what is really cool is for the Patreon, I was doing like this episode because what really fascinated me about human behavior was that we are like these biological organisms that are motivated by different changes in our bodies and a lot of our actions and thoughts and behaviors are coming from like biochemical things and so that was always cool to me because at least in my eyes like you can kind of I know our bodies aren't a machine but in a way they kind of are and it's like okay if I feed you this this process is going to happen. And if I feed you this, then this process is going to happen. So it's kind of like, like a, like a scientific experiment almost, but, um, (laughs) I'm like, where was I going with that? But what was really cool is just realizing that since it is a machine and since you can play with the different variables that we can play with the variables in our lives. So I was doing an episode on kind of how neuroscience meets spirituality and that comes from like an evolutionary perspective to talk about our bodies and our makeup and these processes that are happening that are involved with suffering and like mindfulness, meditation and all these things. And it was really cool like 
a way to kind of back Buddhism with science and evidence-based things. So I thought that was cool. And I haven't read that book since I was in undergrad, so at least like five years. But I, you know, life happens and you forget how much control and power you do have. And I was like, oh my God, this is a perfect time that I'm reading this because I'm like in the same boat and I feel like trapped and overwhelmed and like I can't get out of this. But a big thing is like our anxiety is actually a means of protection and survival. And it's important to remember that we are basically just like evolved animals. And so back when, well, I mean, I guess still today, but like when animals are going off their instincts and stuff for survival, we have a lot of those similar, if not identical things in our brains and our bodies too. And it's so helpful to remember that it's kind of part of being a human, having this system in our bodies that detect danger and communicate with the rest of our body to say, hey, we need to devote all our resources to saving our ass. And it's just really important to remember like that that's what anxiety is. And it's really helpful too to know that there's a way out and that, yeah, it's just really helpful knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think it's something that even though I've been kind of like down in the dumps, I've still known that there was a light. I just didn't really know how to get there. And so I just wanted to share kind of how I've been feeling and what I am keeping in mind right now because I just feel like this whole year has been anxiety city and I know I'm not the only one struggling and I think that this is relevant information and stuff to remember no matter what year it is like next year might be fine and dandy but that doesn't mean our anxiety is just going to disappear and I think that it's important that we learn how to manage it and live with it and figure out what we can do to mediate it and even like try to minimize it. So I just wanted to talk about what it is, what's kind of the source, what what is it actually coming from, what can we do to relieve it and yeah, how do we how do we live our lives knowing that it exists? And a cool book that I got, I think I got it a few years ago. I will just like go to the thrift store and there's this one that's really good. And I just always find all these spiritual books. They're just like randomly in there amongst like Christianity books and like cooking books, but there's always some really good books there. This one's called, I'm trying to like find it. I think it's From Panic to Power by Linda Bassett. And it's so good. And she just kind of talks about her experience with anxiety and panic attacks and 
important things to keep in mind because like the whole thing is like, even though it doesn't seem like it, we have a lot of control and our brains are powerful and intention is powerful and where we put our mind and our thoughts is really powerful. And I think that's something that I have been forgetting and I am trying not to like get upset at the fact that I forgot because it's okay. I think I've just experienced like a hell of a fucking year. I know you have to, but it's just really knocked me off my game. And now where I was performing kind of like at zero, now I'm like at negative 20. And so I'm just having to readjust and figure out how to get back to zero. And yeah, a lot of that has to do with what I choose to focus on and what I choose to engage with. And yeah, a lot of stuff, which is like annoying to think about sometimes. Like, of course, we don't want to be like, well, I'm not focusing on it on purpose. It's not like I'm thinking these horrible thoughts like on purpose. But I think there is a level of accountability and ownership that we have to take in order to take control of our lives. And I think that's kind of hard if you're not used to it because we just have been conditioned to have all of these limiting beliefs and all of these ideas that we're not strong enough, we can't do it, and all these silly things. So, yes. Anyways, A quote from the book that I really enjoyed was the anxiety of staying stagnant and feeling out of control is much worse than the anxiety of changing and challenging yourself. And I think that's very true because I feel like at the beginning of the year, I was like just getting into DJing and I was like playing my first show and like if that's not anxiety city, then I don't know what is, but It was like the more I was able to take those leaps and take those jumps, like my anxiety was kind of like going down. And I think that's really it too. Like when you remember your power and you kind of look fear in the eyes and just say, hey, I'm bigger than you, then it kind of goes away. But when you're feeling down, that's really hard. And I think since kind of we didn't play shows anymore, this idea of like me facing my fears, like there were less opportunities for me to face my fears. And I think that's just the way it happened, but it just became, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. I don't really know how I can take risks now. Yeah. This, this kind of way I was using to manage my anxiety and face my fears is kind of gone. And so now I have to start over and all these things. And I mentioned like, I think probably everybody just like staying in the house for so long and not going anywhere and not seeing anyone really gives you this sense of agoraphobia. You don't want to leave. You don't want to do anything. And I would be surprised like if we didn't all kind of have like some varying degrees of depression. And I think that's okay because yeah, our lives kind of just got like knocked out from under us and we're having to pick up the pieces and figure it out. So I'm just here to tell you that even though things look fantastic, (laughs) they haven't been. 
And I think that's just part of it. Like, that's just part of the deal. But I wanted to share some stuff with you. So let's see, let's see. What is anxiety? Well, basically, I talked about it in the ego episode, but basically I feel like since we are animals, we have these really cool systems in our nervous systems. Um, well, nervous system that can detect danger and can like how we were talking about the animal in the jungle or the forest. Like if we hear or if that animal hears like leaves or something or like crunching and they're like, oh shit, what is that? It's about to come eat me. I need to go. Well, basically you've probably heard our fight or flight system is engaged because we detect danger and the whole kind of point of life is to live and not die. And so our bodies are like, we got to ensure survival. And so basically like adrenaline's going, cortisol is going all throughout our bodies to say, red alert, red alert, red alert. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go like fight. We got to engage. We got to save our ass and stuff like that. And so our human lives aren't really that different in that aspect. We just, since we, I don't know, have governments and society and things like that, we have different things that are threatening to us. So if we kind of compare this idea that our bodies are perceiving threat to our human lives, then it kind of makes it, I guess, normalizes it. Like, if you are human, then you experience this. And so that for sure just says, okay, well, you're not alone and you're also not immune because you have the same system that I do. And so our fight or flights get engaged and it's really, really, really important to remember that it's getting engaged because it's trying to protect us. It's trying to preserve life. It's just also important to remember that as humans, it kind of means different things. So like as humans, we might perceive danger to be rejection, abandonment, being judged, losing our sense of security, losing our job, breaking up with somebody, all these different things. Like there's just the list goes on of all these things that are perceived threats to us. And that's also like interesting to think about too. Are they threats that society deems dangerous or is it an actual threat? And sometimes I think we worry about stuff that really doesn't matter. But I also think that's a lot of like stuff too. But when we know that this part of ourselves is trying to protect us, then I think it kind of changes the game. And I think understanding that kind of allows us to have a little compassion for ourselves. And at least what goes through my mind is like, okay, well, if you're feeling scared and like you're in danger and you're trying to tell me something, one, what is it? And two, what can we do about it? And when you kind of think about what it is you are afraid of, then that kind of puts a name to a face, so to speak. And 
I don't know. I have so many things that I perceive as threats and it's okay. I think it's just also important to remember, is this real or is this something I can learn to deal with? And I have a big fear of rejection. I have a big fear that people won't like me, that people will think I'm stupid, that, yeah, people don't care, stuff like that. And so a lot of it, I have to say, like, does this really matter? Is this actually hurting you? Are you just freaking out to freak out? So really just understanding what's going on when we do have anxiety will help us to kind of figure out what's going on under the surface. And like I mentioned before, it's totally on a spectrum. I think some people see anxiety as like feeling a little discomfort in their body. Some people have completely like like a histamine reaction, like they're allergic. They feel like they need to get out of their bodies. They feel sick. They feel ill. They feel like their head's hurting. They feel their heart's beating really fast. They're not really sure what's going to happen next. And so, yeah, there's just a lot of different, it just looks different for different people. And I think that's okay. I think that as long as you can remember that these systems are here to protect us, then it kind of, yeah, changes the game a little bit. So then that kind of brings you to the question of like, okay, well, why are you here? What is it? What is it that's freaking me out? And there's so many things and there's just so many things. So you just have to get clear. I think it also helps to know that a lot of this stuff is genetic. I think that if our parents were experiencing a lot of anxiety or depression, then it's not uncommon that we will be predisposed. And I say predisposed because it's not necessarily like a death sentence or a guarantee that you are going to have anxiety for the rest of your life. It's just something to note. Like if your parents are alcoholics, okay, I might be like predisposed to have an alcohol problem. And it's, yeah, it's not like something that's just like, okay, you're done for like, here's your, here's your certificate. It's just something to help you be aware of. So that way you're not like, oh my God, I feel like nobody knows what's going on or I feel like I'm all alone or it's like, oh, this like runs in my family. So maybe I can like tackle it a different way. And like with the whole kind of animal thing, we anxiety appears because we have received a threat or a perceived threat of danger. And it can literally mean like we're scared we're going to be killed or die. It could be we're scared we're going to lose our job. It could be scared our partner doesn't love us anymore. It could be a whole list of things, our insecurities. And basically the thing too is like, and I talked about it in the ego episode, but our egos are looking for wholeness or like we're just scared we're going to get cut off from wholeness and so all of these different fears can be translated to getting cut off from wholeness so like when you're worried about people's approval well that's like fear of rejection which is like fear of getting cut off from wholeness if we are scared 
our partner doesn't love us anymore. We're scared we're going to get abandoned and left to be alone, which is also cut off from wholeness and connection. We feel like we're not in control. That's really scary. We like our kind of ego and humanness wants to control. But as we know, life is full of uncertainty. And so there's not a lot that we can control. But if you feel like all of these external things are happening to you and you feel like you don't have a good grip on reality, like, yeah, it's scary when you feel like you are not in control. And I think a big one too is like, as we move towards this kind of world where we are growing into our emotions and growing into what it means to feel and to have empathy and compassion, we're getting into the territory of being sensitive. And that's something that I've always struggled with, like being told I'm too sensitive or that I need to get over it or I don't need to worry. And it's like, if you're sensitive, it's really hard not to pick up on things in your environment that like are there. And so I think that is also something like challenging that we face, just like being receptive to all these things. And if you even pick up on the slightest like change of direction of wind, then you're like, oh my God, (laughs) a tornado is coming, just stuff like that. And I, I don't mean to like laugh as in make fun of it, but it's just like even small, small, small things like our bodies are built to detect changes in our environment so that we can survive. And so like anxiety is on a spectrum, I think sensitivity is on a spectrum too. And so some people might be more perceptive to changes in the environment than others. And that's okay. It's just, that's an important like kind of self-awareness point to say, okay, I think I'm just really sensitive on this and I'm okay and stuff like that. So it really just helps to remember like how biological this is and how this is just part of our DNA and that these systems were put in place to protect us and to take care of us. And so as humans, we just have different things than animals do. Our survival depends on a lot, a lot more things and factors. And of course, you're probably asking the question, well, is there a way out? Can I, can I escape this like hell of, hell of a life full of anxiety? And I think totally, I think, I think totally you can escape it. And it's also important to remember there's not like one tried and true way. I think that since we are all different, there's going to be different ways that we can manage it. Now, I do feel that since we are, we all kind of share this human quality, that there are kind of these universal ways to, I guess, let me re, re, rephrase that. Since we are all humans, we all have these systems. We have a nervous system. And so basically the goal is to disengage from this fight or flight and disengage from this we're in danger situation. And so how you get to that point may look different for different people. But our main goal as humans is just to figure out how we can stop activating this part of us that thinks we're in danger. And 
I think there are definitely some ways that we can do that. And I'm still learning what that means for me. I think when you get knocked off track, you just kind of are disoriented and you have to figure out how to get back on track. But there's definitely ways. And what I think has been working for me, well, I think I just like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what's been working for me. I think number one, which is probably arguably the hardest part is realizing that this is like a feedback loop. And the more you engage with like negative thoughts, the longer it's going to persist because, okay, losing our jobs when COVID started, that can immediately trigger a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty. And it's important that we do not engage with that kind of cascade of negative spiraling thoughts. And I think I did a pretty good job in March of doing that, but you literally, there's just so many questions that come up. Am I going to get another one? What happens if I don't get a job? What happens if I don't have any money? What happens if I can't pay rent? What happens if I can't get food? What happens? Like, there's so many questions. And each time you ask these questions and start worrying, you're literally like reactivating it. So it's like every time your body perceives danger, it sends out adrenaline and cortisol. So it's like pretend... It's like when you like press a button for a song and then you like keep pressing like every time something new happens, you start the song over and it's like, that's what it is. So it's like each time you have one of those what if thoughts, you're just restarting the song. So it's like, you're just like re-engaging. And that's something that I forget is that like the more I engage with these negative thoughts, the more I'm just going to like feed that loop. And it's just going to keep going. And so that's what I was trying to say. But like the hardest part is realizing that you do have a lot of control, even though you don't feel like it. And where you can kind of go a different route is like, well, one, try to engage the parasympathetic nervous system, which is like the one opposite of fight or flight but you want to like engage that and like that's a more peaceful restful state so instead of asking all these what ifs you could like hear the first what if and you could just pause and you could take a breath and you could just keep pausing and just like not you have the choice to engage or not and I think that's where that's like the the tricky part but that's also the crucial part and so not engaging is kind of like step one and sometimes we feel like we can't do we can't do that but like we have a lot of power and I talk about that a lot and I'm human I forget I have it too but I always come back to that and I think that's where we can kind of take ownership and step in our power and say, Hey, I'm not, not doing this. I am choosing 
happiness and I'm choosing peace. And so we're just going to breathe and we're going to ride this out for a second. So breathing is really good. You can actually Google a lot of like breathing exercises and even I think my therapist called it square breathing, but it's like you breathe in for four, hold for four and then exhale for four. So like that might have been fast, but there's different ones. And when you're doing this, you're actually like sending signals throughout your body that everything is okay and that you can be in a peaceful state and that this doesn't have to be like a drama party. So really, truly remembering those things in that moment will help you at least get through your current present situation. It's not going to like fix your anxiety overnight, but it, it, as you take steps towards creating this peace and this stillness in your life, it will get, it will grow stronger and it will get easier. And so it's kind of like that thing of like, which wolf are you going to feed? There's a wolf of hate and there's a wolf of love. And in this case, it could be the wolf of anxiety. It's like, am I going to feed this wolf of peace or this wolf of anxiety? Because it could go both ways. And if I keep feeding this wolf of anxiety, he's just going to get stronger and hungrier. And the only thing that's going to satisfy him is more anxiety. But you can also come from the other end and feed this wolf of peace and keep engaging in these things that will create peace in your life so that you can make that wolf grow big and strong. I'm trying to create a daily practice and I think my ego's like, no, we want to be wild and free, but meditation I think will help and I encourage you to do that. I encourage me to do that and we'll see where it takes us. But actually there's a lot of studies that go to show that meditation increases your gray matter and functioning in your brain. And it's really just like, which loop are you going to feed? Which wolf are you going to feed? Which, which side are you going to choose kind of? And getting out in nature always helps me kind of calm down. I think, I mean, there's more oxygen out there and I'm not sure if that makes a difference, but it just, it's just so still out there. There's just like, nature's just out there doing its thing. It's not like, at least like plants, they're not worried. I don't think, but it's just, yeah, everything's calm there. It's quiet. It's serene. That's a good place to kind of quiet your mind. Society and human life is just like, so sometimes like if you have a lot of stimulation it's hard to get to that place where you can be quiet and calm your mind down and something that I've been doing all year is journaling and I think journaling is really helpful to you just kind of have to be careful because it's like are you going to engage and like write all these like oh my God, I'm going to die and like go down this cycle. But I think it's important to have an outlet for your feelings. And if you have somebody that you trust that you can talk to is really good, but really just like writing in your journal. And I think me doing it as a daily practice has really helped. Sometimes 
some days are better than others, but just having that outlet for you to get it all out and express it that way. It's not like bouncing around inside your brain. But I think that's about all I wanted to share this episode and just a reminder that you got this and I got this and we got this and we don't have to let anxiety rule our lives and we don't have to feed that wolf if we don't want to. And yeah, there's a lot of power that we have that we forget about and it just takes a quick second to turn around and tap into that and definitely coming from a place where we feel like we deserve happiness and we deserve peace and we deserve not to live in anxiety and fear. And yeah, so that felt really good. I was like, what am I going to talk about today? But that felt really good. I'm glad I was able to share my stuff and hopefully remind you that you're strong and you got this and we will, uh, see where the rest of this year takes us, but we've got good coping mechanisms and we we have the strength to keep fighting and keep persevering. So I send you strength and I send you courage. But uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, I'm actually going to Florida this week with Davis. We're going to go see his family because it's been too long and... We are going to record an episode talking about meditation and kind of where he got into it, what he was doing. He was actually teaching it for a bit. And yeah, I just want to know about that and how it's helped him. And that's available for my Patreon family. So if you want to get in on that episode, I think we're going to try to record a meditation video too. So if you want to get in on that action then check out the patreon patreon.com slash embrace the madness and you can find all the bonus episodes and extra stuff and cool stuff to help you get through 2020 and you also get a cool postcard this month it's these cute little ghosties that my mom painted and yeah you gotta I guess a week and a half let's see two weeks no wait this whole week and then basically next next Saturday. <laughs> I don't know how many days that is, but it's it's coming up. It's coming up. So yeah, I hope you have a great day. If you have anxiety, if you're struggling, you got this. Just keep choosing yourself and your peace. And we're gonna make we're gonna make this year go out with the banks. So this is Madeline. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. If you'd like access to more podcasts and a postcard each month, check us out on patreon.com slash embrace madness.